Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries podcast. My name is Shakira White and I am the host here. If you are already a part of our Carefree and Black Diaries family, that means that you have subscribed and you get notified every single time we post a new episode each week on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Thank you for coming back and thank you for being a part of our family. Now, if you aren't a part of us, It's okay. It's very simple. All you have to do is subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're using to listen to us on. And that way you'll be notified every single time we post a new episode. Here on Carefree and Black Diaries, we talk about politics, music, entertainment, pop culture, and so much more. But most importantly, I try to share a few life lessons that I have learned along the way with you. With that being said, let's hop into our Carefree Updates. For this week's Carefree Updates, I have one update and one update only. You need to go see The Woman King with Viola Davis. You need to go see The Woman King with Viola Davis. A friend group um, and I went, we all work in film and television, so we decided it would be cute, fun to have like a girls night. We'll go see The Woman King and then afterwards we'll go to dinner. We had so much to discuss at dinner about the movie. The movie was so good. I plan on going to see it again. We went and saw it in 4DX. Now, mind you, when we were planning to go see this movie and buy tickets, we had no idea what 4DX was. I had never heard of 4DX before. So we thought, you know, it was going to be a little like, 3D experience or something like that? No. In 4DX, there is water and steam coming out of the seats. You are getting shift back and forth. During a fight scene, when someone is punched in the back, you two are punched in the back. The seats are moving and rising and lifting and shifting back and forth. But it was so fun. It was so fun. Would I go see it again in 4DX? Probably not because at times I was more focused on like the movement of the seat than the actual movie. Um, So the next time I see it, I'll go see it in a regular chair, you know. But it was so good. You have to go and see and support this movie. I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but I will say that the trailers, all of the trailers that I have seen did not do the movie justice. The movie, I don't know what I went in thinking the movie was about, but it was not that. But I love that. I love the surprise of being like, oh, this is not what I thought this was going to be, but it was so good. You have to go see it. Go support it. Again, it's starring black women who, Viola Davis, she was on um, a talk show one morning and she was saying that it was so hard to get the movie made because of the idea that black women have never opened um, a box office for an action movie. And the more she was saying it, I was like, that's true. I can't recall a movie, an action movie that wasn't like Marvel or DC where black women led the movie. It was so good. So worth it. Go see it. If you've already seen it, go see it again. (laughs) Take someone else with you. The second time you go see it, encourage your friends and your coworkers to see it. And I'll be honest, I'm also encouraging you to go see it for some selfish reasons too. One, the movie is good, but also I think that we should support it and prove people wrong. Like, yes, 
Black women can open a box office in an action movie. It is possible. And if we can do it in an action movie, we can do it in other movies too. So please go support it. Encourage your friends, coworkers, your auntie Nim, everybody to go and see The Woman King in theaters. That's all I have to say in this week's Carefree Updates. Here's a break from our sponsor and then we'll head into our topic. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So at first, I was going to title this episode, What About Your Friends, as a play of the TLC song. You know that song, What About Your Friends? Yes, it was going to be that, um, because at first, this episode was going to be about the recent conversations online of women being friends with other women who fit an aesthetic, or like being friends with other women strictly based on how they look. But the more I thought about it through the week, the more I realized that this is just a way bigger conversation than about friends and friend group aesthetics. We talked about aesthetics on here a few weeks back. You can go back and listen to that. That is the episode title, You Are More Than an Aesthetic. But for this week, what this conversation is actually about is about Black women body positivity, and also our relationship as black women to body image. So over the course of recent years, I'm sure that we have all noticed that there has been an increase in the varieties of shapes, sizes, and complexions in media, in commercials, on billboards, in fashion shows, on television, in movies. Although all of these things and forms of media still have a long way to go. Don't get me wrong. A very long way to go. I think we can all agree that we've definitely come further than where we are, say, back in 2010 or 2000 when it comes to those spaces. Um, And this is particularly due to what is called the body positivity movement. So according to the Cleveland Clinic, this was said regarding that movement. Quote, in a larger context, body positivity is a social movement that advocates for the acceptance of all bodies, regardless of size, shape, skin tone, gender, or physical abilities. 
says Dr. Albers. She adds that this movement challenges unrealistic beauty standards and ideals. The central concept is the idea that beauty is constructed by society and it should not determine someone's self-worth or value. End quote. That's coming from the Cleveland Clinic and Dr. Albers. And don't fight me on this because I know how you girls like to tussle. But recently, especially with all of the different things I've been seeing online, I can't help but to wonder if the body positivity movement completely missed black women. Now, like I always say, I am black and I am a woman, so I can't speak for any other group. I can't speak for any other demographic but being black and a woman. That's it. And this week, this episode, I just want to make it extremely clear that this isn't an us versus them conversation. This is an us versus us conversation about how we should do better in our own house as black women. Um, I know this is a very sensitive conversation for some, but I will be doing myself a disservice and also Carefree and Black Diaries a disservice if I didn't dive into this because that is what this podcast was built for, the difficult conversations for us to dive deeper into things that we can improve upon. And I just know that whenever conversations are brought up um, that maybe don't make people feel so comfortable a lot of times people divert the conversation elsewhere or they make it, and you all have seen it, they make it like a, well, we aren't the only ones. Other people do this too. I know that. We all know that. But this week, we are talking about us. We're not talking about other people. So if you feel like that is welling up in your system, you feel like it's coming up in your throat, it's about to come up in your mouth, please just remember This isn't an us versus them conversation. You can fix what's going on within our own group without trying to divert the attention elsewhere. All right. Now that we have that out of the way. (laughs) So, Shakira, what got you thinking about black women and body positivity and thinking that body positivity completely missed black women? I'm so glad you asked. Last week, a rapper out of Houston made a video on Instagram saying this in regards to women who can go out to the club with her. And I was going to use her specific audio. I was going to include her voice, but I was like, no, because I didn't want to make this about her because this isn't about her specifically. It's more so about that way of thinking because she's not the only person that thinks this way. So here's what she said, quote, If she doesn't look how I want her to look physically, then I don't want her to come with me because the look of everything is so important to me. Like if she's not thick enough, no. Hair not done good enough, no. Can't dress, no. Skinny, no. And it's like, I don't feel like I'm discriminating. I just want a certain type of look. She could be the sweetest girl I ever met in my life, but if she don't look the part, then I don't want her to come. End quote. Now, I typed that verbatim because I wanted you to hear exactly what she said in her video. So according to this woman, by her standards, a lot of us probably wouldn't be able to club with her, myself included, um, because I don't fit her, quote, certain type of look. But the funny part is, and I mean funny like funny, not funny, haha. 
The funny part of all of this is that if this rapper and I both tried to get in certain clubs in Miami, say LA or New York, neither one of us would be able to get in because neither one of us would pass a paper bag test. So there's that. But again, this episode isn't about her. It's more so about that way of thinking, like I said, the way of thinking that she has and so many other black women have. Remember when Gabby Douglas was competing? And you all know where I'm going with this. Black women were up and down Instagram saying, why does her hair look like that? Why doesn't she get her hair done? She looks a mess. She needs to go do something with her head. Remember when Blue was little, a baby, and black women kept commenting and saying the nastiest things about her hair simply because it wasn't of a looser texture. Although both of those instances were a few years ago, the same thing is happening now. Like, nothing has changed. Glorilla, I've talked about her before on the podcast. Um, She's an up-and-coming rapper out of Memphis who I've talked about. Um... When did I talk about her? I think when FNF started popping out and I was like, you know, I I like her. I want to see her and her friends prosper. But if you see a picture of her, you'll see that she's not, quote, thick, right? And when her popularity started rising, I saw so many women on Twitter and Instagram saying she needs to get her body done. She needs to get her nose done. Um... And I saw those two comments more than anything else about her. She needs to get her nose done and she needs to get her body done. And when I would go to the profile of the person making the comment, it was us. Us, meaning black women. Black women were saying these things. There's another rapper out of the Bronx, New York. Her name is Ice Spice or her stage name is Ice Spice. And as soon as her video for Munch came out, What group of people were saying she needs to get her hair done? You guessed it. Us. Now, Ice's hair is like, it's like a fro, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's colored like a orangey ginger kind of color. It's pretty. But because she didn't have a 30 inch middle part, bust down, frontal, you know, Baby hairs, late, people were saying she needs to do something with her hair. And don't get me wrong, I love a 30-inch bust-down middle part frontal. I love colors. I love everything. But why is there a problem with someone not having that hairstyle? Why do we have an issue with people wearing their natural hair? Like, are we seeing the problem here? Elizabeth Hughes wrote a journal entitled, quote, I'm supposed to be thick, managing body image anxieties among black American women. Now, if you're a nerd like me, I will put in the episode description um, the link to this journal and you can read it at your leisure. But in the article, she said this black communities have developed cultural beauty standards, compelling women to relinquish allegiance to the white thin ideal. For example, The Black is Beautiful movement in the 1960s rallied to critique and resist Eurocentric beauty standards, celebrating Afrocentric features such as thickness, natural hair, and darker skin. 
Indeed, Black communities' appreciation for thickness filtered to Black women's attitudes who were expected to resist thinness. For example, within heterosexual relationships, Black men considered thicker partners as more desirable, crystallizing Black women's embrace of thickness. Additionally, other scholarship illustrates that Black women's body image is not exclusive to physical appearance and stretches to include personality, attitude, confidence, and style. Notably, scholarship also suggests that skin color and hair texture may figure more prominently into Black women's self-image than body size. However, while Black communities celebrate larger bodies and Afrocentric features as resistance or racial rearticulation to oppressive white beauty norms, it simultaneously reinforces the monolithic expectation that all Black women can embody thickness regardless of the diversity of shapes and sizes among individuals. Now, I know that was a lot. It was a mouthful, but I especially want to go back to that last sentence, and I want to say it again because I want you to hear it just one more time. While Black communities celebrate larger bodies and Afrocentric features as resistance or racial rearticulation to oppressive white beauty norms, meaning we celebrate these things and we embrace these things, our differences in comparison to Eurocentric beauty standards. We celebrate those things as a form of resistance to the norm, right? But in us doing this, it reinforces the expectation that all Black women can embody thickness regardless of the shapes and sizes among individuals. Now, in this journal, she is saying that the Black is Beautiful movement, in a way, separated Black people from American or uh, Eurocentric ideals of beauty and body image, meaning being thin, being white, being blonde, right? This movement instead, the Black is Beautiful movement, instead created an atmosphere for us to celebrate our own looks, meaning our darker skin tones, our textured hair, our fuller bodies, our noses, But somewhere along the way, something got lost. Something got lost, especially among Black women. And at what point did we move from being accepting and embracing um, our different hair textures, our different noses, our different skin tones and bodies to moving into a space where we are being extreme enforcers of a standard of beauty within our own community. So I was at work one day and I was reading this journal. It's a funny story, actually. I was in my office and one of my friends, I look at her as like a big sister to me because she's been at this life thing longer than I have and she's wiser than I. And she came in my office and she was like, oh, Shakira, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm reading a journal about Black women and beauty standards. And she was like, uh, okay. So we ended up having a conversation because I told her I was reading that because I was interested in seeing what happened to us. Like where did the fork in the road come, right? Like we were on this path to being accepting of all of us, meaning all of us black women and embracing what makes us different. But somewhere along that road, a fort came and we split off and went a completely different route, a route that I am not fond of. And so we started having a conversation 
And here is how that conversation went, a little piece of that conversation. Um, and I wanted you to hear this. This is Dana and I talking about this situation. It's hyperfixated on black women because the standards are set by us. Mm-hmm. Like, consider anything and you can generally trace it back to a black woman that did it before anyone else decided. Like, my favorite thing to talk about now is mm-hmm. having nails, right? Having what would have been acrylics in the 80s and 90s and having them long and designed with fucking uh, little hoops or something. Mm-hmm. That was ghetto. Mm-hmm. That was... You want to stay far away from those. The girls that got those, they ain't ratchet and they ain't the, But now you see everybody and their mom with long nails. It's fashion forward. But it's just that. It's a societal thing where you trace everything back to the black girls and what you want it to be. And then when society gets a hold of it and puts it to a standard, it trickles back down to us in a way that kind of becomes... Um, First, it's unrecognizable for us that we are the reason why it's this way. And, like, whatever we say is what's going to go. So, really, I don't need to live up to your standard because I am the standard, no matter what I look like. But when it comes back around, when it finally hits that circle, it's ingrained in a way that says, you will not be beautiful unless you look like this. In those particular spaces? In all spaces, for the most part. So, like, to, to a degree, if you don't already have it in you to be, like... I don't give a fuck what you say. You dictate nothing in my world. If you don't like me, you don't like me. If I like me, I'm good. You know what I mean? That's not generally the case in this world, let alone with black women. Like, we get beat up a lot. But we beat each other up a lot, too. Yeah, but it's, it's a hierarchy thing, right? So, you know how... Hey, girl. You know how um, in... A good a good example is the LGBTQIA plus community, right? Mm-hmm. There's a hierarchy within that, and it doesn't make sense because in everyone everyone's mind, it's like, well, we're all queer, and we are all already othered to everyone else. Right. Why are we here having the same issues? But it's been said multiple times that the trans girls and boys are out here being treated like the scum of the earth by everybody. Mm-hmm. It's been said multiple times that the black queer people in the world are getting treated shitty by everybody. So everybody wants somebody to other. Like, oh my God, that is so good. You know, everybody's looking for someone to feel superior to. If I'm thick and you ain't, I, I'm better than you because wow. I got something you don't. Wow. You know? Yeah. It's just that. It's not. And I don't, I don't believe it to be intentional. I just think it's a consequence of wanting something and not being able to get it in yourself because you haven't figured out that you need to get it from yourself first. But just not trying to fill holes. Everybody's trying to fill a hole and don't know how to do it. And we've kind of been taught as a society to make people feel like shit. Like, I can make myself better or feel better, anyway, in this moment by pointing out somebody else's flaws, perceived flaws. Because it's not a flaw to not be thick. But, you know. That is so good. It's like that.
You're right. You're right. So where do we go from here? I think Dana's sentiment about having a hierarchy and everyone looking for someone to quote unquote other is spot on. Like it's spot on. The more I was thinking about this, I just kept, I was like on a hamster wheel trying to understand like what is happening. But when she said that, it was like a light bulb came on and I was like, that's it. Everyone, every group creates a hierarchy within themselves because it's a way of having others, well, having people or certain groups to other. And the sooner we recognize our own biases and predispositions to um, curvier bodies and not just curvier bodies, but a very specific kind of curvy body because we see it on Instagram. And I think that social media is also a lot of the problem that we have Uh, the images that we consume because it's a very particular kind of curvy body that is quote unquote desirable. So the more we recognize that, the more we recognize the bias that we have towards lighter skin tones, thinner noses, or in other words, holding those who fit our ideal on a higher pedestal, then and only then can we start to course correct, in my opinion. We also have to hold other black women accountable as well. We have to. Instead of letting stuff ride for the sake of, you know, going along to get along, we need to start letting each other know when they say something like, hey, that's not cool. Or, hey, you know, if someone says like, oh, why is her hair not done? Ask them, like, what makes it not done? Is it because it's not braided up? Is it because it's in a fro? You consider that not done? And then if so, why? And you need to figure that out within yourself. Why you feel like that is quote unquote not done? Why do you feel that that isn't in hairstyle within itself? It being in its natural state. Last week, someone told me, you, uh, let me see. I cannot remember how the conversation started. It was something about food. Anyway, um, they told me, you're the first person I met in my life that didn't always complain about being skinny. And my like gut response, like I didn't even think about it, was I spent so much of my life hating my body. Like what benefit do I get out of continually hating something that I cannot change? And the only thing I get out of that is a constant cycle of miserable existence. Feeling like I exist within a body that I dislike. And I don't want to live like that anymore. I spent 20 plus years living like that. So what benefit do I get out of complaining about being too skinny? None. So black women, I hope that you know that I genuinely feel like we need to do a better job of recognizing where we are wrong within our own group. Stop commenting on women's bodies, period. You don't recognize the damage that you can do, especially on, I don't even want to say just children, when you comment on children's bodies or little black girls' bodies, their hair, their noses, that does damage. But also, I think that we have this idea that once people hit a certain age, you can still make comments about their looks, and it won't do them any harm. But you don't know that. You just don't know that. 
Stop commenting on black women's hair, noses, skin tone, all of it. Instead, use that same energy to uplift a black woman. Compliment her. If you see a black woman in the store, girl, I love your hair. Oh, your skin tone is so beautiful. You are beautiful. That takes way less energy than dishing out negativity when it comes to black women's bodies. And let's hopefully tear down that hierarchy that we've built within our own group and instead try to make it an even playing field amongst us all because I do believe that there is beauty in all of us. Do better and want better for those coming up behind us because we have to. We have to if we want to see a change. Don't forget to stay black and carefree. And I'll see you guys next month. Oh, next month, October is Blacktober. If you all know this, Blacktober, I talk about black things during October on the podcast. There is a Blacktober playlist on Spotify. So if you're new here and you're not quite sure what Blacktober is and you want to get warmed up to it, I will link that um, playlist in the description of this episode as well. See you all next month. Yes, October for Blacktober. Bye, guys.